This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Hello everyone and thanks for joining the award-winning to Hallenbach podcast sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher Fish and Chips in Hull. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and tonight I'm joined by Joe, Will and I believe Ant will be joining us later on as well. Um, reason we're doing a midweek episode is because I think we were, um, I'm just getting distracted by a lovely new background as well as Will pointed out before we started this, it's it's moving um, this is really great for a podcast as, episode. But, as, um, as I said on Humberside the other day to James Fletcher, uh, we didn't really do an episode the other day because we were a bit depressed. A bit depressed, <laughs> yeah, but we were banking on beating Rotherham and we did, so we're here in a sort of nicer spirit. Uh, Joe, yeah, go on, go on, you were going to say something. I was just going to say what Will said was entirely true. We were all absolutely depressed, but Jane Villagine has taken that, uh, he's lifted that depression and well double oh, yeah. whammy i think in there of firstly seri on the sunday oh, yeah. and then last night yeah yeah i mean of course we debated this about a month ago before the africon started and i think i mean will i know you want always wanted him to win but for me it was i wanted him to come you know back as quickly as possible but I'm glad that hey. the opposite of worst thing, the worst thing would have been if he'd uh, not played and they got to the final and then they lost. Oh, he, but he, it got to the played. end of the group stage and he wasn't playing and it was a bit like, well, I'm not sure about this. And then uh, Faye, who came in to replace their manager, came in, brought him straight into the team. He played almost every game and got in the team of the tournament. It's funny that, isn't it? When you play yeah, a player. Right, it's, it's almost like he's a good player. You yeah. Know? It's funny, isn't it? I will always want national side players to do well in national tournaments, apart from maybe yeah. if they're Scottish. Um, but uh, you'd want an England... If we had a player in the England squad, you wouldn't want them to not be playing and all that, would you? So what's the difference? I think it was just a case of that, you know, the, re- the reason we thought, right, let's have him and Traore back was because 
both of them were sat on the bench. Yeah. But both of them in the knockout stages got minutes. Adama, blessing, missed the penalty against Terry's uh-huh. Ivory Coast. And, you know, Mika, Mika went in and was, was great. And Rossini said he spoke, he spoke to him like before the game on, on Monday or Tuesday. And he said that just after he spoke to him, the team were on their way to the presidential palace. Mm. Which is a lie. It's not bad. I mean, he, he, the one that the president was hanging out with him for most of that final celebration as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think that's incredible, and I think shows the winning mentality. Winning mentata, mentality. Mentality. Got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, and um, that he has got, and hopefully that will help us in the running. Um, I think Rossini was talking. He might not be back for Huddersfield. I mean, I know if I'd won the Euros, I'd won a just party all week. Yeah, I'd I don't believe in my contract. Just, just for tie on a high. But uh, no, I think, I think he's gonna. I think if he is mm-hmm. back, he won't be playing. He might, he might be part of the match day squad, but I don't think you'll see him on the pitch. I think Southampton's yeah. the one you want to be looking at for that one. Yeah, maybe if we're desperate. But um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, lead us on to winning the playoff final as well. Mm-hmm. Which would would be lovely. Um, so, yeah, I guess we should talk about the Swansea match. I don't Good really way. know whether any of us want that, to, I but think we um, I think we we'll see. We I think no, yeah, no. Um, it wasn't great. It really wasn't great. It was probably the worst we've played at home under a senior this season in the league. Maybe the worst we've ever played under a senior at home in the league. It's hard to say, but they just didn't turn up and Swansea just had their game plan set perfectly for us. The press was just too much for City to deal with and City never looked like... I think we could have played for another, God, hour, two hours, three hours and we probably wouldn't have scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, I think Ants just popped up here. I heard him on um, Gabe Sutton's mm-hmm. EFL chat. He said that uh, tactically Swansea did um, you know, a job on us because sometimes when we go long, it's like an extra sort of tool in our repertoire, whereas we were forced to go along against Swansea. I think that was a problem. We weren't getting through them enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good evening, Ant. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, just uh, spending a lot of time talking about City. So yeah, what could be better? Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we were just talking about the Swansea match. That uh, I, Actually, I, I do want to talk about the Swansea match because I think I've actually found some, some really interesting tactical analysis and I'd like to share my really in-depth notes on this. I've got written here for the Swansea match, bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah. Garbage. Uh, I mean, and now, certainly not and now good. we move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the on the yeah. long ball stuff, why when we were forced to play long ball football, he chose to bring Billy Sharp on other th- rather than Ohio and Connolly is something I don't quite understand. I get the feeling Connolly's not fully fit, hence why he didn't appear against Swansea or against Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm starting to get that feeling a little bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. See, but I, I have issues with that because if, if a player's not fit, then why is he on the bench? Put a player that's fit on the Came on against Swansea, didn't he? I Sellers Fleming. A little bit of a risk. Yeah. I don't think he wants to risk Sellers Fleming, does he, clearly? Just yet. Yeah, I think because, you know, of course, I got the winning goal against Rotherham. Um, in in retrospect, it seems like a bit of an odd decision to bring Sharp and Connolly on before Ohio, who's the only player 
out of those three to have scored in the last two games. But I guess Rossini can't see into the future. Um, I mean, Sharp's been unlucky to not score. I think in the chances he had in the last couple of games, he probably should have. The chance he had against uh, Rotherham, that for, it's like with two fans one against Swansea, he puts that header either side of the keeper. Anywhere, yeah, yeah. But it just so happened that both of them, in those close-range opportunities, just managed to head it straight at the keeper. Two fans shouldn't have headed it. He should have brought it down and shot. He had loads of time. He didn't know how much time he had. I think he obviously thought there was a defender on him, and that's why he went for the header. Yeah. I feel like maybe he thought he was offside as well, because I thought initially he could have been offside. But, um, yeah, I think that was a, a big chance that we didn't take. But, uh, yeah, Swansea match, it wasn't like Millwall where we had a good period and then dropped off. We started slow. They got the goal. Um, and then from there, just didn't really create anything of note, except maybe that two-fan chance. But um, So I'm going to rely on you three to sort of talk through what the actual performance was like against Rotherham. I was too busy watching the 10th anniversary um, showing of Interstellar. So the only experience I had of the result was seeing the result at the very end. I've seen, I've seen the highlights, but you um, plastic fan. Shows in stellar overall city. To all our fair, viewers, I... us at the To Hull and Back podcast, do not condone the, the actions of Nathaniel Lingham. Oh, um, but it's you know, it's Chris Renaud. It's a good film, and I, I, in my defence, um, even though it is pretty much inexcusable, um, I'd arranged to go to this a while ago, and I'd forgotten that the whole match was last night. Um, well, it would have been last night. You might be listening on a different day. But um, today is Wednesday and we played on Tuesday, I think. Yes, yeah. that's how the day yes, of the week is going Look, I'm not wrong, am I? It's just I just want to interesting. Ask, I just yeah, want to ask who was, um, well, who's Stella and since when did Stella play for Inter? Uh, humour. Humour. Very good. That's. <laughs> I, 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 oh, my God. Yeah, shocking, shocking, really. But uh, so, and get one saw, yeah, let's let's move on to the football again. Um, get back on track. And you were pretty negative at half time. Uh, mm. Why? Because I haven't seen it. We, look, we, <laughs> Hold the, the thing is with the, the thing is the thing is with us at the minute, right? Let's let let's let's clear a few things up. We've won three out of four. So on paper, it's it's crazy. But if if you think back. Entirely, it's six wins from 15, I think it is. We haven't really played really well since November-ish. I just think that we, we, we seem to have regressed and, and slowed down the style of play. For some reason, I don't know if he's, he's because of the goals we were conceding, he's tried to be a bit more cautious. But it's like I just said to Gabe, it's, it's weird because the, the, the blueprint of the system is correct. And we, I, I fully 100% think Rosina is the correct manager. Um, I don't think that we sh- we should even contemplate ever getting rid of Rosinia. Let's let's get that out of the way first. But the only thing that I think needs to happen is that the style of play at the minute is just too slow. And how many times on an episode of this have we come on here and said we started too slow, we play too slow, the passing is too slow, movement off the ball is too slow. To get we are too slow. We, if, if I think it, with the players we've got, the attacking talent we've got. We have to speed it up. That's the only tweak I'd make to the system. Yeah, play off from the back, fine. I'm not bothered. It just needs to be faster. Up the intensity, up the tempo. Movement off the ball needs to be better because at the minute we're just allowing teams. We've been figured out, right? It's it's pretty simple now. Teams know if they press to a point, 
where they're just over the halfway line and then cut the passing lanes, we've got nothing because we can't go long. Because, well, we couldn't against Rotherham because we've got a 38-year-old Billy Sharp up there who's not going to run in behind. So our only option is to try and play out. And we can't do that because they're man-marked. They've doubled up on Philogene. We can't get the ball out of our own half because they've cut the passing lanes. And then we struggle. We struggle to create things. We get put under pressure. We make sloppy passes, mistakes. Fans get annoyed. And it's just sort of this little little carousel we found ourselves in where we're the victims of our own problems at the minute. And I just feel like we need to try and force the issue more. We've got some phenomenal attacking players. Use them. Take more risks. Take killer balls. Take the shackles off and just say, go out there and play with a bit more freedom and expressionism. Because at the minute, we're just allowing... We're playing the way teams want us to. I mean, for the, for the best part of 30 minutes against Rotherham, this is a side that's won three games all season, one in 18. And they were they were winning everything, second battles, individual battles. They wanted it more. The desire was more. Our players were, were, were far behind it and, it, and it was worrying. So, firstly, first half, criticism, justified. Second half, much improved. Positive changes, tweaked the system, up to the intensity. That's exactly what we wanted to see. And he did it. It's a kudos to him. But we just need to find a way to start like that and keep it consistent over 90 minutes game by game because at the minute, consistency is the biggest problem. We just seem to like have moments in games, phases in games where we're the better, better side and if we take a chance, we then can win a game. But as we've seen this season, taking chances and that product, that final ball has been our biggest problem. So for me, it's just be a bit more creative, up the intensity. I think that's the only thing we need to change and, and we're there. But I think Seri's big miss, so we'll 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 see. Probably our first full strength side, and God knows how long when Seri comes back on weekend. I imagine he goes straight in. Minus. I think he'll start against Huddersfield. I think he'll be yeah. Waiting Yeah, obviously minus to that, but I I said I said to Gabe, I think Delap's been our biggest miss. I honestly think. I agree. I think Delap will will look back and think Liam Delap will be a bigger miss than Philogene than. Well, I think it's tight between him and Seri, but I certainly think he's a bigger miss than Philogene, just because he's 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 just got that presence about him, and he he does like because of his physicality and because of his pace as well. I just think he scares defenders because he's, he's a focal like, point. What 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 Delap offers us, which is none of the none of the other strikers. I mean, a higher might. We know we're not seeing him start yet, but none of the other strikers can do what he does in terms of the fact that we. Like we say, if if a side presses us high and, and cuts the passing lanes, we try to go long. The lap was good at holding it up, and then he he dropped deeper, but he would carry the ball. He would literally carry the ball himself, run at the back four, and create space for the likes of Philogene and that to do damage. Without the lap, we don't really have any other strikers that do that. Connolly wants to be in behind. Sharp wants the ball at his feet, and we struggle to do that at the minute. Like we say, because teams are are, are cutting that that route. And Ohio looks like he's he's similar to to Sharp in the sense of he always wants to be on the shoulder of the defender. So it's it, with the lap, he sort of he was a more all round striker. So he he gives us that physicality, like you say. He, he was stronger, held the ball up well, but he also ran the channels, stretched defenses, created space for the other players. And you're thinking, if we'd have had the lap with the Zoraris and the the Cavaliers and the Philogenes and the space mm-hmm. that he would create them players, we'd we'd be absolutely phenomenal. So it's such a shame that we haven't got the lap, but. I do think that obviously it's it's tough at the minute because it's a little bit frustrating because you feel like we could probably be in a better position than we are, which is mad considering we're leveling points with the top six. 
but when these new players get a real connection going with the rest of the team and an understanding of the system, I think we'll be on fire. But we've just got to kind of find a way to up those performance levels at the minute for me. I just think that something something's not quite there, but we're still grinding out results, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, perhaps we're just relying on a bit of individual brilliance. I mean, that's how we got the, the win against Fulham with Philogene and um, he scored the goal against Millwall. Joe, do you think that the trick is just to sort of the senior find a way of releasing those attacking players, sort of letting them Letting them loose. Well, I think that comes back a little bit to what Ant was saying about the pace of it, and mm. like, like you know, I echo what Ant said. There's absolutely no way that anyone in this fan base should be receiving you out. I think if you're receiving you out, sorry if there are any of you who think that way, but I think it. I question why because we're in such a great position in the league, but it just needs to be a little bit quicker. The Swansea game highlighted that perfectly where when they had the ball, they were moving it so much quicker and we were a lot mm. more sort of laboured and that allowed Swansea to recover. And because of that, we when we got deep into their half and we did stop, we did, you know, pause for a, for a couple of seconds, it, we, um, we couldn't exploit those gaps that they created by doubling up on Philogene, Zaruri, Cavalier, those sorts of those sorts of players. Um, I think the individual brilliance side of things, it's great when you've got it. And I think we're still yet to see the best of what Carvalho has got to offer. Zaruri, I thought first half, Zaruri was, Zaruri was effective. He had a lot of the ball. But then the second half, I just thought, he, I thought he was terrible, to be honest with you. I think that that free kick, Ant, what was it like in the stands when he put that free kick into the side netting when he had Morton and Slater free on the edge? The tightest Stupid. angle. I just no idea why he chose to do that. No idea. I mean, it's similar to the short corners. Four or five short corners we did in that game. I, mean, I, I can't understand it. I, I, really I would argue it wasn't, it wasn't even the most ridiculous decision anyone made on the pitch, but the one that was ended up with a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, did, did, did you know what? It was funny. I was just talking to Gabe about that. I mean, did, did, if, if Philogene, if that Roberna had, had just gone over the goal and off the pitch, imagine how mad everybody would have been. I mean, he, he literally, he's given the ball in the box. All he has to do is instantly square the ball and it's 1-1. And he decides to not make the defender. All right, fair play. Cross it now. Cruyff turns the defender. All right, cross it now. He's still done. And then he decides to Roberna and you're thinking, what is he doing? And then he flies into the top corner. It was crazy. But... He, that's what Philogene does. He's, he's he goes for the elaborate, the flair. He's he's full of confidence and he's arrogant he's player, but it works. Is what he is. Yeah. He, he he fully fully backs himself all the time, and it's frightening 100%. because when you mix that kind of technical ability with that confidence and that arrogance, it, it creates a monster, and that's what we've got. He's 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 amazing, isn't he? It's good that he's not come back from injury, you know, and taken a few games to get going because we really needed him back fully fit. And, you know, he's got two goals in three games now. Um, no one really played well against Swansea, but Rotherham and Millwall, he's played really well. He really and, um, hates Rotherham, doesn't he? He really, <laughs> he really hates Rotherham. Mm. Proper hater um, behaviour from... What's the score? Nothing there. but bangers against him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Puskas award winner, twenty twenty four. 
It's got to be, got to be. Gotta be. No, no. We've given it to Philogene. I've gone on the whole city, you know, scorer charts on my phone and my notes, and I've given him the goal. I know the EFL have as well, but I mean, even if, you know, it wasn't accredited to him, we all know that it. He's the reason why that goal happened, and that's essentially the same thing. He'll take the confidence from that, and just the because it, it's not just the technical skill, but it's just the arrogance he plays with. That's just incredible to try that. It's it's amazing. It, it's and um, you know probably best technical player we've had, bar a few certainly in the championship. I'd say I know JJ Kosha was oh, good, was but he was at the end of his career. Uh, I'd still say JJ is still the peak in terms well, of technical players. But we had him at the good. end of his career and we've got Philogene right at the start of his. Yeah. How much is he worth now? Because the, the buyback clause for Villas. Is 75 billion. Okay, so I don't think that's true. Uh, and how much is Jaden Philogene worth in money? I think if you look at the current rate for young exciting wingers that are being touted to go to the Premier League. Um Plymouth want at least thirty million, I think they said for for, for Whitaker. Thirty million. No way. How much did Wharton that, go to Blackburn to the Premier League? Twenty two well. million, but he he's a midfielder. Yeah. I don't know if that, know, that changes young, transfer young, values. Young English sort of yeah, yeah, obviously there's English tax on him, so obviously he's going to be worth more in that sense. Um, his goal contributions this season, goals and assists are up there. So I think there's so many variables into a transfer fee because it's like age, contract length, form, um, statistics, all that kind of stuff. But for us, and how important he is to the side, you would probably be looking at at least 25, 30 million, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. I would hope so. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and that's sort of the luxury we're in that if, you know, We'll bring it back round to FFP again because everyone's an expert on that. And oh, uh, the world was ending a few days ago, from what I remember. Um, <laughs> look, if if we are in a position where we need to sell to buy, then you know we can we can get minimum fifteen million for Jaden Philogene, whether we're in the Premier League or not, right? Yeah, and if we're not in the there straight away. And if we're probably not in the Premier League, if we're not in the Premier League, that probably puts us in a stronger position in terms of negotiating because Villa haven't immediately got that right 15 mil. You've got to give us him easy. You know, he's still got, uh, when's his contract? His contract's summer 26 with a one-year extension. So we're no, no rush to sell. But if we need to sell, we're in such a strong position because like you say, Ant, the market's... We can we can command so much for him. I think we sold Bowen for when? How much did we sell Bowen for? Was it eighteen? It was it was, was eighteen initially with add-ons up to twenty-five, twenty-six, depending on goals, international appearances, all that kind of stuff. I think it eventually ended up being about twenty-four. And Kino um, was was that fifteen? It was sixteen with add-ons up to twenty, I think. But yeah, definitely not done those add-ons yet. So not we're I think we can get more than that for him. I think he's definitely worth more than that. But is he a mm. better player than when Jared Bowen left us? Than Jared Bowen was when he left us? 
No, but the market's moved on for has. years, hasn't it? So he's pretty but, worth But double. the thing with Bowen was is that over the course of three seasons, he improved and got better, and his goal tally for a winger was almost one in two, which is even absurd for a striker. So his his transfer value was fully merited at the time because he was just he was unreal. Uh, whereas Philogene obviously is this is really his first really decent season where he's coming into his own. And I think Premier League clubs with players this young want to keep an eye on them first to see if they can keep that kind of performance level consistent and improve year on year like Bowen did. Like they're probably doing with Greaves. Let's be honest. I feel like a lot of Premier League sides have been watching Greaves for the last few years and going. Mm. Is he getting better? Is he is his decision making getting better? Is he on the ball? Is he getting better? And then make their mind up based on that. I I, I think we're going to have a flurry of bids for for Greaves in in summer. Personally, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, either way, we're getting twenty five million plus for for the gene or having him for another year, which mm. I think you know both of those are good. We'd rather have him give us a good chance because he'll be the best, pretty much the best winger we can get. But, um, yeah, I mean, he just seems to keep getting better and better. And we need him to stay fit because I think, you know, he is a match winner, as we saw. Um, as we've mentioned, Noah Ohio got his first goal for the club. Nice swept finish. First assist from Giles as well. Um, not, he's got to start against Huddersfield, right? It's not a Giles. Yeah. Assist. No idea why. Said. How? How? That's the that's stupidest thing that... Philogene's goal deflected off someone else. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, absolutely. it's, a, it's a ridiculous notion that he didn't get an assist there. It really yeah. is. Crazy. When, when Jarl was going forward, he was superb, which is why we brought him in, really, because he looked 21 goals, 21 goal assists before this season in the last two seasons. He's just done two already. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ohio's got to start against Huddersfield, hasn't he, considering Sharp? Starting, I don't know whether that's a great thing with his sort of age, and then Connolly probably isn't fit enough. But you know, I think we, we want to see what sort of player he is for you know 60 70 minutes, don't we? And uh, he'll have taken a huge amount of confidence from that. But uh, and he's got his first goal of the season, um, for anyone, so I think that's very important. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, we're talking about the way that we're performing a higher win to start over Sharp, I'd say. Is there anything else changes-wise we would make for the Huddersfield match? Or is it just sort of trying to get that uh, impetus going earlier in the game? I don't know. I, I, I kind of would be tempted to start Omer or Tufan uh, above Cavalier 
Um, I think the last yeah. couple of games, Fabio's too looked... Too far a big impact on Philogene's goal. The way yeah. Chris yeah. Rathburn. I, I don't know. Cavalio, to me, doesn't look fully match fit yet. I feel like mm-hmm. we're, we're starting it because Liverpool have told us he's got to play if he comes here. Um, but I've not been convinced of him in the last couple of games. Um, I thought Rotherham, he really struggled with the physicality. Um, mm-hmm. Huddersfield's going to be another game where they're going to try and make it absolutely horrible for him. Um, I would personally probably start to fan off. I, I, I was quite disappointed we didn't see Omer. Um, but I think because we scored the two goals in such quick succession, he decided to go with um, safety and brought on, obviously, Doc and, and Jacob instead. But I, I like the look of Omer. I'd like to see what he, he offers. Um, I'd, but probably too fan for Cavalio and a higher for Sharp would be the changes I make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Emer's um, probably... I don't know whether he's fit enough to start. I think maybe he's only going to play off the bench in the home games if Fasidian wants to sort of protect him with the physicality of, you know, especially a Yorkshire Derby on Saturday. But, I mean, we all know what going to Huddersfield is like. We've not won there in, was it 11 years now? Or was it, uh, yeah, 2013, so 11 years. It's going to be a very tough yeah, game. Mm. Um, I don't really have much else to say, to be honest, about the Rotherham match. Just, uh, it was very stressful thinking you about went, what the result was going to be. Plastic. No, no, but I mean, it seems like uh, we had a few better set pieces. I mean, Greaves had two chances to score from headers, um, one from Giles, one from Zaruri crossed in. So set pieces have been a problem, but Giles and Zaruri maybe potentially are going to be slightly better. That's another positive to take. Don't all answer at once. <laughs> we can only get better. I think the, the the fact that we've won three out of four games, we're still leveling points for the top six, and I think we're nowhere near the potential of the side um, is is telling. Like, slight tweaks to the system, um, players obviously getting to know each other better and forming connections, um, Seri back in the side, let's see what we're all about and where we go, because realistically, we've got players there that can definitely make a charge for the top six and i think this is this is it now where we can say you know play top six is the aim let's be honest they've they've, they've said to rosinia do you want to go for it yeah absolutely let's do it um so let's 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 try and enjoy it i know it, it hurts when we start games like we did against rotherham it's so painful but um like we say i think uh results at this point of the season is probably more important than performances but um, you just can't help but worry sometimes when it's so consistently mm. over a, a run of games where there's, yeah. there's something missing and we don't quite address it, but we'll get there. We will get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing to mention, um, just talking about the way we started the game with a Rotherham goal, seeing some fans say, oh, Sop should have done better for the goal, but he's fun, already he? committed he's already and reflected out of the way. I thought that would have been very harsh to say. You should have I mean, I was that. directly behind the goal and it looks like it goes through him. But I think when you fully commit your body one direction and the ball goes another, it's it's really hard to contort yourself to, to stop it. So I mean, that's that's probably a bit harsh. But people are probably just looking for an excuse to chuck Panda in goal, oh, let's be honest. 100% people are already people who are already on the back of Allsop will look for anything to try and get some over on him. So football social media is at this point. I won't I mean, see big... but that that goal wasn't all Sop's fault. No yeah. way at all was all Sop's fault. Made a it good was... save just after that from one of the headers at the near post as well. 
He did. Yeah. I mean, you could argue City really could have won quite comfortably because Johansson, had a, as you'd expect from probably the best keeper in the league, arguably, had a great game and made some good saves. City really should have scoffed some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. So, um, as we've mentioned, Huddersfield, and they're currently winning against Sunderland. Don't know what the result's I mean, going to end with, but they've yeah, definitely they, picked up. They were beating Southampton two 0 and three one last week, mm. and then four 0 against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so they've definitely picked up. That's going to be a much tougher game, despite them being twenty first in the table. Going to be infinitely better. I mean, they've got pretty much double the amount of points Rotherham do. Um, but uh, I mean, as we said. 11 years since we won in Huddersfield, surely we're due one, and I think it would be with the way they're going, it could be maybe not the best game for us because we're sort of grinding out results, but we're really going to need a properly good performance to either grind one out against them or maybe score, just try and outscore them because um, they've got uh, three goals against Southampton, four against Sheffield Wednesday. So, um, Joe, how do you see this one going? Will we finally break the Huddersfield away hoodoo? Well, I've been to Huddersfield three times. I've seen mm. a two 0 loss, a two 0 loss, and a two 0 loss. Mm. I think off the top of Did my head. Did you go to McCann? McCann was three 0 No, I didn't yeah. go to McCann. I went last season, oh. season before last, and twenty fifteen sixteen, which I that think was two two. Was it two two? Oh, I apologise. Well, I've still my point still stands. I've still I've not seen us win, so. Yeah. I'm not going to try and break that duck for us all. Um, as long as it's a better game to watch, um, f- you know, from afar than the Darren Moore anti-football that was. That was bad. Yeah, that they're was... probably a little bit more sort of. They have a lot more confidence. I would argue they're a better side now than the way then. They, they must be, must be. I mean, you're not going to score four goals against anyone just lumping the ball up the pitch like they did. But um, uh, will uh easy 3-0 win? I mean, I'd like that, but the performances haven't been good enough to do that, surely. So I'm I'm quite scared about the match myself. Because we're going to win 3-0. I, I, I and Ant as well, us two are old enough to remember when we beat Huddersfield at their place. I'm old enough to remember when we yeah, beat. You're I, I remember George Boyd scoring. I do. That's it. You just watch the YouTube video later on. Don't fool yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my my Huddersfield hoodoo goes all the way back to the Peter Taylor League one season in which we got absolutely rallied 4-0 oh. and ever since then I go and we lose 2-3-0 every single time play absolutely dire and I say I'm never going again and then the next season comes around and here I am again going yeah. on the weekend so I, I it's... listen if we beat Huddersfield the last time we won there we got promoted so it's an omen if we win if we win there on the weekend then it's happening isn't it let's be honest it's, it's, it, it, it's one of those in the same team. way that Points of the season, isn't it? Like a milestone to break that, you know, duck. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously that's that's how football works. If we win at Huddersfield this weekend, we'll get promoted. So in the same way that we're going to the Premier League because we got promoted in 08 and 16. Mm. Mm. And because eight times tables. Because yeah. eight times tables and 
like or just a year. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I remember that great Premier League season in um, 2001, just after we got promoted. That was great. I guess it's got to start somewhere, hasn't it? It's got to start somewhere. And, uh, Are you an Ipswich um, fan? <laughs> did Ipswich get promoted in 2000? I guess it must have done, if you're saying that. But uh, I, I feel like um, may, maybe it's midweek. We're just a bit tired. I mean, I, I've had a busy day at work. So I think we need a bit of motivation carry on so it's the time time for the best part of the podcast it's the combined lineup um, again before you insult me i need oh, well, to read it out for the gonna, no 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 there should be a audio listeners there. let's be quite honest well I, i'll you try and explain myself this weekend there should be 11 whole city players in this list okay bear with me bear with me ryan or in goal giles greaves jones carl sorry morton philogene duh sorba thomas something or other caroma and then Josh. Noah Ohio Josh. up front. So, Josh Crow. It's Crowe, not even a complicated you. name, it's Josh. <laughs> I just, I'd forgotten. It's, it's not that I can't pronounce Josh. Um, I, I can now, anyway. I never used to the, be the, the, to the, the, I would argue um, Greaves, to be uh, as good as Greaves has been, Jones has been better, but um, their top scorer is Helic, who's a uh, centre-back, and he's scored eight goals, and you've not got him in the team. True, but defensively, he's I scored, think he scored as many as Aaron Connolly this season. He's a centre back. I mean, I mean, suspect. Not, he, that's kind of not what he's in the team for, though, is it? He scored eight goals. I don't yeah. care if what he's in the team for. He scored. Eight, he's their top scorer, and he's a centre back. How many goals has he conceded as a centre back? He's got eight Full and thirty. He's got the same rate as our strikers. Full <laughs> disclosure: I forgot. Um, so I'll have I can add in Helic for Greaves there. That's Helic's fine. injured. injured. Oh, there's, there's Tigers on tops coming. The Vindication saves Nathaniel, saved by the bell. Yes, yes. but uh, Thomas, Thomas deserves to be in there. He's got a goal and assist, uh, against Southampton I, I would, and Sheffield Wednesday. The match before, I, I would go for Thomas in summer. I think he's a I decent would. player. I think and uh, Corona again. He scored a brace against Sheffield Wednesday, including a very embarrassing one for uh, Huddersfield. Well, a, an embarrassing goal scored by Huddersfield against Sheffield Wednesday in the last minute, where Sheffield still and uh, Sheffield Wednesday's defence just completely fell apart. But um, I mean, nine whole players in there is not so bad, and they're in better form. I mean, they may well still lose about ten-one today. Um, probably not, but. Anything is possible in the second half, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm personally yeah, a little spooked, but um, yeah, I'm hoping for another one of those sort of uh, really important rugged performances that we showed against Sunderland, and hopefully we've just got the quality in for the genes or Cavalli of these sort of players. Maybe Ohio's going to go on a goal-scoring run, so get the three points. But uh, so yeah, Will, you're going easy three-nil win. Always. You, you know the score by now. I predict 3-0 every damn week. Yeah. I mean, it's still doing... I'm doing quite well in our prediction league. Yeah. I'm sort of dropping down a bit. I think I'm fourth at the moment. But I've got another point for the roller and win. I think I said 1-0. Um, Ant, Huddersfield away. I know you hate Huddersfield. Um, I know we beat them at home last year. So the double over them would he's be lovely. Hoping do, he's hoping we do a Mansfield over him. Oh, yeah, I just, nine two. I, I really want to predict a win. I just, predict one then. 
Pretty it's simple. Sort of the way, and we just don't win there. Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm going for a one-one draw because, Ooh. yeah, I, I just think that with the current performance levels and the fact that it's Huddersfield, but I don't want to predict us to lose. So yeah, one-one draw. I mean, that is probably quite sensible, but I cannot condone it. Joe, two-nil win. Tuna win, solid, solid. Now, the last time we played away to um, uh, a Yorkshire team uh, quite low down the table that played in blue and white stripes, and I predicted a massive hole win. I got lots of abuse on Twitter. So I think I'm going to do, I think I'm not going to learn from my mistake. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I don't know how many Huddersfield fans are going to do this, but uh, get this clipped up, put it on Twitter. So I get all the abuse. I'm gonna go uh, six six nil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Six nil. It's a hole. Well, we're definitely. Not I would love now. that. Clip it. Clip it now. Clip it. Get it clipped up. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if we don't have anything else to mention, um, I don't think we talked we'll get... about Philogene's girl enough. To be quite honest. Oh yeah, okay. So, so and, I mean, immediately, immediately, got to mention it was almost a great goal from Ryan Giles. Great volley, hit the bar, yeah. and then good pressing from Tufan. Awful decision from Rathbone not to just lump it up the pitch. What was crazy? Because so, not only did he get that poor clearance, Philogene then made his career. <laughs> yeah, like three times in five seconds. I mean, uh, immediately. The decision to not cross it to Ohio a bit surprising, but then like nutmegs in. The nutmeg is incredible. I, I, I went with, with I went with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy was right next to me, and uh, he was actually raging because Philogene didn't cross I mean, the ball. Yeah, when I mean, we right stood there, the he was like, he was like, just get, as if like, he normally do. We just don't cross the ball, do we? We we we, we frustratingly do not put the ball in the box, and oh, it was just one of those moments where you're thinking, "What are you doing? You're up, you, you're literally on the edge of the six yard box. Put it in the middle so someone can tap it in." And he was just dilly dallying about, and then because the, my view from right behind the goal, literally the ball just comes across, and it looked like it was going wide, but it kind of like hit the inside of the post and it went in. Yeah, and it was like Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy was like, "What are you doing? Cross the box." Yeah! <laughs> if you're expecting one person in that team to not cross, it's Jaden Philogene. Because that mm. man, can, I, I, I'm pretty certain it's a shot because the man refuses to cross. Do we, yeah, do we think he actually meant it or if he was yes, a cross? Because he, 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 he refuses to cross and he's the most arrogant footballer possible. Of course but he I, 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 said, I said to Gabe... I think he's meant it because if he was going to cross it, he would have done it before all of the. Was it? We we know what he's like. To take on the defender and just put it in the box, don't he? We know that he can be very. I'll do it all myself, but a lot of the time he'll he'll often not pass it to try and do everything himself. And a lot of other fans of other teams won't know that really. As soon as he did it, I was like, I can't believe he's got the balls to even think of doing that. Imagine if it just like went over though or something. Assist, is he? No, I mean he'd get lambasted, and he didn't play that well against uh, Swansea either. But we're not in that, you know, alternative reality, alternate reality. I'm really mixing up my words a lot today. But uh, Philogene was incredible. Great goal. 
Puskas Award winner, nailed in. Uh, and, I, um, I was in the own goal club to start with. I saw the deflection and thought, right, that's not his. But I've seen other angles since since I saw it live on Sky Red Button with one with one shot of it. <laughs> and and that I am converted. And if the EFL say it, I trust that. Weirdly, I trust the EFL on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird place. It's, it's, it's like the most the horrible person you know just made a great point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that one angle from the side that, that someone took it from the crowd, right? It's like it, 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 clearly you can see the deflection on that one. I think you can't really still tell if that's going wide or not because it, the, the perspective's a little bit out of whack on it. You can't see exactly how far away the far post is on that video. So I think I do think it is still just creeping in off the post, but it hitting the defender made sure it went. I mean, it more. could have taken a sudden gust of wind and gone in. Who knows? Either way, doesn't matter. It's given it, so people should stop crying. Yeah, it's either officially <laughs> given or it's not officially given, and it's been officially given, so it's a goal. It's just how it works, and uh, not yeah, a will be winning. Not a bad few days, like with with. That last night and for Seri being the first city international to win summit. Not too bad. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, here's hoping that we have another excellent weekend. I think we'll probably be talking after the Huddersfield game as well. Then tricky game away to Southampton. That's but, our game in hand. But they finally lost this week yes. to Bristol, which means And they conceded three to Huddersfield. We might have a chance because yeah. if we'd gone there while we were still unbeaten, I'd have been concerned. Like when we, when we was initially going to be going there, I was like, "Oh no, I don't oh, want to go to this right now." For the gene, and yeah, we didn't have any of the new signings. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. It would have been a bad time to go there, but now I'm a lot more confident going there. I mean, it's still going to be a very tough game, but it's definitely. And they have to play West Brom a couple of days before us as well, and that's going to be a tough game for them. Easy win, I reckon. Easy win. 7 0 for that oh, one. 3 0, obviously. 3-0, 7, you know, whatever. Lots of numbers. I mean a nil, I reckon. But uh yeah. Thank you to everyone who's left lots of rude comments in um especially the Facebook chat, as we were seeing earlier. Um we, we really appreciate we really appreciate any sort of engagement, and um, I hope you appreciate the name of this episode. There's no double entendre or anything in there. It's just a you know a really good goal. That's definitely what that means. So uh, yeah, thank you. Like so I can clip it. What what would you? I'm not saying it. I know it was my idea in the chat to name <laughs> it, but I'm not saying that. I'm I'm, I'm not saying that. Um, but. Uh, doesn't yeah, and uh, games won't even say the title of the show he's on. Despicable, uh, awful. Yeah, you kind I'm of have to. If it was your idea. You you backed yourself into the corner there. I'm sort of ashamed to be honest. Uh, so, yeah. plus, I have so, I have the end stream option right here, but uh, no, I think <laughs> this this episode, big raging Rabona. Yeah. Has been, uh, <laughs> has been a, a a fantastic success. So, uh, will Joe Ant. Good job tonight, and we'll be back Thank after uh, our delightful 6 0 win against Huddersfield at the weekend. So, ta-ta, everyone.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.